Mikey, E stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. We're doing Cold Testament. <laughs> um, so, Cold Testament is a Christmas horror story, uh, or a, yeah, Christmas horror story written by Sean Cognition uh, of In Torment and Tabula Rasa. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've had his stories on the show before. You can check it out on creepos.wiki, um, along with his other works, and we'll kind of just dive into this one. So, uh, Cold Testament starts off in the winter of 1946, uh, specifically, I think, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. um, and Elizabeth, this girl in who's had a very hard life, um, like, been destitute, uh, is on the run from the cops. Hides, behind, hides down in a, uh, an alleyway and has some flashbacks of what had just happened uh, as she tries to conceal a bloody knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently there was some violence uh, very recently um, with friends that are no longer friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's sitting there, like, freaking out, worrying, like, how, figuring out how she's going to escape this town that she's in. She's in, like, uh, Indiana or Idaho? A town, uh, a town of, like, 7,000 people in Idaho, I, I, I believe. Uh, I think it says... It does say. I can't remember because it was one of the the, I st- the, the, the states that start with an I. Okay, it doesn't matter. Eh. It's a small town in yes. America. <laughs> will continue it literally does not matter. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, uh, she's, she's trapped in this small town uh, where this has happened, and she's trying to figure out how to escape. And then time stops, and an angel appears uh, before her. Um, like, it's got great big wings, a bird skull for a head, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. and it, it lays down, like, okay, you've had a really hard, like, you've had a really hard life, um, let me just jot this down as you tell me your story, alright, we're here, we're gonna give you a second chance, (laughs) um, and changes her, like, appearance, and, um, gives her this tome, um, I believe it's called the Nekalim or the Nekelmu. Yeah, uh, the so- Neka the Nekelmu. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like big, thick tome, almost like a third the size of her, um, with a uh, uh, with like bound in chains and like leather, and it has like a, a symbol of the Ouroboros snake um, mm-hmm. around a uh, a crude drawing, a crude uh, symbol of a brain. Mm-hmm. And basically, the, the 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 angel is just like, here you go. You have a new identity. Let's see what path you go now. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like uh, like, here's your redemption arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then the the angel leaves, and the uh, uh, time reverts back to normal, mm-hmm. and she's a different person physically. Mm-hmm. So she goes up and like checks around. There's this hobo. Sleep, uh, like cowering, um, or like not cowering, but like in a fetal position, trying to sleep in the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book, she opens the book and uh, gives off a symbol of light that apparently she can only see, and it leads her across the road 
across the street to this ha- uh, house where like a, a mm-hmm. family's ha- like a much better off family is basically just enjoying Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And so she goes across there, um, and the light, the, this light trail, the symbol leads her around the house to the door, and she's like, "What? What? The angel's trying to lead me to like break in and do stuff, like leading me down." Okay. And she just goes, kind of leans into it. Like mm-hmm. at that point, she just leans back into her old ways of violence mm-hmm. and and uh, corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she opens, like the the, but also because the light opens the door for her. Yeah, and she goes in, and um, the fan, the the dad's like a like a bulky like like a hefty dude, like a strong dude, not like a yeah. like tubby guy. Um, yeah. and the girl, the woman's really well off, um, uh, like with like a nice red dress and stuff, and then they have like a six year old kid. Yeah, um, and she's in the she's in the, uh, the the kitchen, and she's looking at the knives and looking at the. She's looking at food. Um, also, sorry, audience, if you're hearing me just sniffling because I'm a little <coughs> congested. Well, she goes to the knife first because of the need for some form of protection. Uh, protection, yeah. Um, but then when she goes to grab it, it like hurts, and then it starts levitating like a yeah. telekinesis. Yeah. Um, as the symbol on the book starts rotating around, mm-hmm. and she stifles a, a gasp, but it's not enough. And the father like comes out and is like, "What's that?" And then within a flash, the the knife just zooms into the next room and kills the dad mm-hmm. um, by embedding it right through his eye. Mm-hmm. Um. At that point, she just goes full-on murder-hobo. Um, oh. Or murder, like, murder-carry. But first she grabs... <clears throat> first she grabs some turkey from the fridge. Yes, and then she just <laughs> leans on the door. It's like, well, that's a shame what happened there. <laughs> like, like a fucking villain? Like, like, like a fucking comic book villain? Like, Jesus. Um, and the woman's, like, cowering, um, holding her kid... And she basically just decides to go into, like, her old ways and just, like, all right, get me all your stuff or I'm going to kill your, your kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's, like, I was like, I was like, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. She goes running up the stairs, goes grab her stuff. Um, and she comes back down with, like, a handful of things, like, jewelry and stuff like that. And it's like, here, take this. This is all we have. And it's not enough because... Uh, or uh, yeah, it's, it's not. It, it, I guess it's not enough for the uh, for Elizabeth because mm. she like reads another like page from the book, and something takes control of her, um, mm. like some power, and she basically goes full blown like Akira style psychic, mm. and like takes both like Jedi uh, like or Sith lords both of them up in the air, the the son and the and the white and the and the and the mother, mm-hmm. um, strips the mother down to to, to she's naked. And then turns her up, uh, turns her um, upside down, and just splats her onto the ceiling. Yep. And all the gore and so that stays up on the ceiling doesn't drop yet immediately. Um, and she like throws the kid psychically to the door front door, and gets some like piano wire telekinetically, mm-hmm. uh, and sets it to decapitate the child. Wow. It's originally said at his midsection. Yeah, it's said at his midsection. And then she gains control. She again. gains control again, and the gore all drops down on them. I remember like the gore like the gore dropped down on them as well as the kid. Okay. Um and 
but she has control, so she sets it to so it's gonna be a quick death. Yeah. How merciful of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and basically just like goss right, like just shoots it like right at, like at the neck, so that it decapitates him instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he falls to the ground, and then the place is just on fire, yeah. like magically, and the angel comes out of a burning hell portal um, and tells her that she had the chance of redemption, but she took her old ways again. Mm-hmm. So he basically has... Uh, and now she's become another soul for the Nekelmu, which is that tome. Yeah. Um, and just drags her down to hell, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not before she makes a uh, one final wish to the Nekelmu. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to the hobo outside who saw this fire start in this house and booked it. But then suddenly he's got a nice coat on. Mm-hmm. He's got jewelry that the girl took. Yeah. And his, his, uh, his shopping cart that he was using is lined with canned goods. And so it's just a happy day for him. At least something happy happened this, this Christmas. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the, the problem is, is that, that, she pinned the fire on him because he has the jewelry. Oh, I didn't even, realize, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's what's fucked. Yeah, the, the coppers of this town are going to immediately think it's this homeless guy. Wow. What a bitch. God. So that was Cold Testament in our hack, uh, our hacked, hack and slash way of running down stories sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check it out on creepypost.wiki if you want. Um, we'll go into the Grammar Inquisitions right now, since that's what everybody expects of us, uh, at this point. So, <clears throat> get to start off with a, uh, a quote as we used to do, or as we like to do. <laughs> the snow began to glow bright right, causing her to squint her eyes. I think right could either be removed, or it's supposed to mean bright red? Yeah. 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 Although, does bright red light... Cause like is it like I well red's one of those colors that like you use to like uh, to so you can like stay accustomed to the darkness and stuff okay. like that. So well, think of it this way: bright light, closing your eyes, you see red. Yeah. So it's bright red. Oh, okay. So she close your eyes and then it's all red. Yeah. Unless unless it's just also like bright red because we have demons and angels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we do get the name of the sorry. We do get the name of the angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out Samuel. So. Mm-hmm. I'll get, I'll, I have some words about that. Hmm. Um, and so we go... Uh, so moving on to my next my next quote. Uh, the familiar blow was covering the front door and windows, which she assumed meant no sound from inside could be heard by the rest of the town, nor could they escape. What? Blow? Does it mean, like, wind blow? Like, like concealing the sound and some of that? Or, or blood? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this is trying to say. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, familiar blood was covering the front door and windows, no. or the familiar wind blowing co- was covering the wi- the front door and windows. I don't know what that means. Like, yeah, uh, I had that too, but essentially that there was something covering the door and windows to mute but sound. What, what would that be? Uh, the f- and like the familiar blow, like that makes no. S- I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, that's more than likely. Uh, yeah. I think that like sentence needs to be really like just 
reevaluated. Yes, yes, it like, does. Just need some clarification as to like how, like, like it's it's okay that it's like oh, okay, there's something on like covering the doors and windows like for her to basically like do her dirty work or her wet work, but like. What is it? Like, is it yeah. something coming from the Nekelmu? Or is it something that, like, is just there, like, um, like, mundanely, so that it's, but it's able to cover her, uh, cover up her issues? Like, is this, like, a situational thing? Unless it's meant to be glow. Oh, then the would... familiar glow was covering the front door and windows. Because it's the glow that of the fire, the door. The... Yeah, the... okay. Which oh. was silent. The, yeah, okay, the, the glow from the... Okay, the thing that... Yeah, the light that came down. Yeah, okay. So she knew... So it's something magically augmenting the windows and doorways so that she uh, she could do her work. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, okay, that, yeah, that needs to... So that, that's the grammar issue right there. Mm-hmm. That it needs to be glow, not blow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, moving right along. <laughs> Uh, she sprinted up the <laughs> stairs. She grabbed the book with her left hand out of her hair, uh, or out of the hair, and pulled it toward herself. Flipping it one page further to page four, she began to read to herself amid the woman's loud shuffling of items upstairs. Uh, we need some clarification as to who grabbed the book, because she, the first she is the, what, is the, is the mother. You the know. second she is obviously supposed to be uh, Elizabeth, but it's not. There, it's too vague, <laughs> and like right mm-hmm. after the one after the other, so that when I first read that, like initially, like before I even got to the rest of it, I was like, she sprinted upstairs, but not before she stole the book from the air <laughs> from the grab from from, uh, from uh, Elizabeth. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, is she grabbing the book and like make like doing like something like is she doing something like tricky? Uh, but no, that's not it. It's just. Yeah, so that needs to be fixed. Also, uh, it's supposed to be air, not hair, because <laughs> she doesn't grab the uh, the book out of the hair. <laughs> and there's also, also she has Medusa hair, and that's actually what's been like holding the book up in the in the air. Yeah, <laughs> I could buy that, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, and that is my grammar inquisitions. So, um, Mikey D stands for you. Alright, let's start this with a a front butt that yeah, begins but at <laughs> it's near the beginning and it's the beginning of its own paragraph. <laughs> oh god. So I'll just uh, do the whole quote from the previous paragraph running into this. Uh Filthy clothes covering her, including a brown coat her mother had given her. God rest her soul. Everything she owned was either taken or given to her. But her thieving was not why she was wanted. Yeah, it really could have just, like, her thieving, however, was not... Yeah. 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 It just... it, it's a common mistake. A common issue that people have with with butts and stuff, butts and hands in the front things. Yep, yep. Because it is, it does feel like it was supposed to be kind of like, a, just like it's still like continuing the thought process of the yeah. previous one, just like counteracting or countermanding it a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, I believe this is okay. I found this sentence clunky. Okay. As she turned around with her new possession, she felt a strange 
coursing power run through her arms. So I change it to coursing. Well, I changed it to ran through her arms, which doesn't work. But then I had also another one, which is a rewrite that she felt a strange power coursing through her arms as opposed to run through her arms. Yeah. Because you're already saying through, you don't... <laughs> yeah. You already know that, so it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's a little funky. A little clunky, yeah. Um, the next one is another story of a paragraph... And it's an it. Okay. Let's start a paragraph. So I will read the previous. Previous. Mm -hmm. Raising from the page and leaving a misty trail behind it, the light worked its way directly across the street from the alleyway. It was a beautiful house. I mean... (laughs) It... it, it, Okay. (laughs) It, it but it does it does say right in that little sentence what the it is. <laughs> it literally says it was a beautiful house because it went across uh, the street. So like yeah, like it ran yeah. across the, like the light went across the street yeah. in the first paragraph, and then the next paragraph is revealing what what the target was. Yeah, but the light becomes a beautiful house is what it <sighs> reads as. Okay, <laughs> fair, I guess maybe. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I guess you could say that the light the light ended at a at a beautiful house. Yeah. This one just gave me a, a the wrong sort of visual based mm-hmm. on what is comes after it. So this is when she's ripping the clothes off of yeah, the w- wife. Her dress was peeled off in a single moment along with everything else covering her, and thrown into the fire, which consumed them. Her cold flesh was revealed, along with her bust. And I'm like, well, we already know she's (laughs) naked. Yeah. (laughs) Why do we need that description? Because we need to know that she's busty. God. I have words about that that whole area, that whole section, Um, in my actual thoughts. Well, when I initially read it, uh, I got the visual that she was thrown into the fire as well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then later I was confused. Oh, she's because, still alive. <laughs> like, she's alive. And, and where, not... where's the fire? Exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, okay. And yeah. It's just not what it's supposed to mean. <laughs> Believe that is it for my grammar inquisition. Okay. So, uh, on to my actual thoughts, and boy, do I have some thoughts. <laughs> so, starting with a thing at the very beginning of the story. Uh, so, she's on the run, and, like, there's the lights of, like, flashing blue, red and blue lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says this, immediately after that. The Second Great War had only ended a year early. It was 1946. Oh, uh, Whoa. Okay, for some reason, I thought this was, like, the here and now, modern, maybe even the 80s. Mm-hmm. Also, it states, so, yeah, like I said, it stated prior that it was a red, blue, red and blue lights uh, flashing, like, like in, like, a moment past the alleyway. Mm-hmm. Cop cars, right? Yeah. Cop cars didn't have 
red and blue flashing lights in the red. 40s or even the 50s. They had a single beacon light, uh, which was white, um, that just looked forward. So, like the head of the like the head of the car. Um, so, a bit of a historical plot hole. Ah, yes. Uh, and then we get to the next uh, inconsistency I have with regards to the homeless man. Uh, the only person you sh- she no, the only person she could see was a single homeless man shoving a near empty shopping cart. Now I could be off the mark, but that feels more like a eighties piece of imagery, uh, a piece of imagery from the eighties or nineties of for the vagrant uh, rather than the forties. I did have to. I did Wikipedia when go when go karts when when carts were um, uh, like first like introduced and so that mm-hmm. they were introduced around the forties. But would they would homeless people have been using them at that early stage? Usually, when, um, when I think of like again, I, I could just be off in like like pre um, preconceived to the notion of like homeless people. In the 40s and 30s and 20s, being like basically that the, they have the rucksack uh, on a stick, and they like board trains and stuff like that. Like that's my kind of homeless person icon- iconography mm-hmm. um, from like the turn of the century and early and like like those first couple of decades. It just, it seemed like other, some of the imagery in the story is a little too modern. Well, he might have been ahead of his time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take these for this for this shopping mall <laughs> from this little from this shopping center. <laughs> He's a hipster hobo. Uh, he did it before it was cool. <laughs> I hope he gets arrested at the end of the story. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So I, I just I. It, you know what's bad when I say that. Um, or when I'm having an issue with the when I'm having conflicting issues for the timeline versus descriptions <laughs> in a story, yeah, because I can usually like let a, a lot of things go, but like the, the anachronisms of this story were a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, depend based on this author, I kind of expected a little bit more because like mm-hmm. he's done like some decent period pieces in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, <laughs> that was alliteration to the up to the up to the uh, up to the. Uh, up the ass there. <laughs> that was alliteration up the ass there for a second. Jesus. Um, because like yeah, like the noir ones. He like yeah. it's very it's very nineteen thirties noir, mm-hmm. and then like the eighties one is very eighties. So like it's just weird when like the anachronisms happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next one is actually a, a good note. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book's red glow. Uh, the book's red glowing design began to move in place. The Ouroboros began circling the brain on the leather. So I will say this for the story: I really enjoy the cool imagery in regards to the book and its effects on Elizabeth and beyond, and even the angel. Not the effects on the angel, but I mean the angel itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the book, or the Nekelmu, as we come to realize of what it's called, what it is. Uh, is like the story's never-ending storybook meets mm-hmm. the lament configuration, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I really enjoy the description for uh, of the book and like what it does and some of that um, specifically. Like it, it, it's really well done, like giving me this image of this new item, this new artifact that is kind of like a combination of those two things that I mentioned, um, but making something new. 
like it's basically allows gives psychic powers or gives like supernatural powers to to the person while also damning them. <laughs> um, and then he, again, the angel like is like a very interesting um, creation uh, or like design, um, a little bit more sinister than you would expect of an angel mm-hmm. um, right off the hop. And I'll get to get into that in a little bit in a, in a second. But first, I want to tackle something a little bit more. So an issue that we've we've come across before with with Sean Cognition, um, especially within regards to like the Entorment series, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of in the story as well. So I'm going to start with a paragraph quote: "The jewelry fell from her hand as she lifted into the air. Her son attempted to run from the room, but he also was lifted into the air, facing his mother. Her dress was peeled off in a single moment, along with everything else covering her, and thrown into the fire, which consumed them." Her cold flesh was revealed along with her bust. Struggling to both lower herself and cover her naked body, she was turned upside down, feet in the air. Her legs pulled in opposite directions until they were practically opposite to each other, flat. Why? Other than shock value, like yeah. in terms of that like description and like that narration. Mm-hmm. And then it continued to this. It hurts, it hurts, she yelled in panic, as she was pulled in two directions at once. Then, without any warning, she was slammed upwards into the ceiling. Her entire body became a liquid collection of gore, with the only sold sections being small collections of matter left from her organs. The blood did not fall, however. Instead, it stayed coating the ceiling. The once white, pure ceiling was now a red show of raw power. Well, at least it wasn't overtly graphic in another sense. Mm-hmm. And you can read that as, at least it wasn't skeevy, like some other, uh, like, mm-hmm. it, like it sounded like it was going to go to. <laughs> um, I really don't think, now, okay, now that aside, I really don't think this display of hyperviolence was necessary. Mm-hmm. This could have been done more subtly. Um, and still had the same impact on the kid because the kid is traumatized completely mm-hmm. um, by this event. But it could have been just as traumatizing to him had she died a little bit more, a little bit more uh, finesse, mm-hmm. not as not too much like gore fare. Mm-hmm. Um, and the narrative would have been uh, just as strong mm-hmm. for it. Like I feel like when the dad was pretty much just. Was, was I feel like the dad had a pretty effective kill scene mm-hmm. um, and turned the the story into a very dark side uh and especially for uh, for Elizabeth without having to go akira levels of like like splat yeah. Yeah. like gore splat um like even the kid dies like in a in a, in a pretty like gruesome yeah. but not overt way i think mm-hmm. that's really what it is, is that the overt violence in the story in that description of for the for the mother only mm-hmm. is a little like what what are you trying to do here other than just Disgust your your audience, and I mean that is my maybe what he's, what they're trying to do, and that is something that you can do in like to make things horror is use like visceral horror and shock value. It's why shock horror exists, but it really wasn't necessary. I figured it out. Okay, so the, there's actually no mention of bones mixed in with the gore. You're right. There isn't. Therefore. She must have been an alien. I'll do one better. She was secretly a Shoggoth lord. Ah, uh, yeah. 
So that's why. The, the, so the family... She'd already, eaten the fa- the, she'd already eaten the mother. Yeah. And was basically planning on eating the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. And, duplicate, and making their own copies. The, well, the father and the son were actually still pure humans. Well, the mother had been replaced. The father might have already been replaced. No, because if it would have been a Shoggoth Lord, uh, uh, a knife wouldn't have done it. Shoggoth mm-hmm. Lords don't have... Um, um, their, their allocation of like vital organs and okay. that it doesn't, it's not, they're basically amorphous. Okay. Uh, on the inside. So like the yeah. critical damage, critical hit does not work. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Yeah. So that, that explains it. Mm-hmm. And then the whole, she could have saved the kid because the kid was still human, but because she didn't, that's why. Maybe. Yeah. Stuff happened. Yeah. It's, it's a shame the story did not coalesce that way, though. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah, you're right. It's mis- it's totally missing bones. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just like I mean, I, I and I, I do appreciate um, good shock horror when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do. But like, all I saw in this was like cognition. Why do you have to throw in a ski a, a near skeevy scene in every one of your stories? <laughs> I think the only one we've done where he hasn't done this has been Tabula Rasa. <laughs> yeah. And it, it seems to be mainly his, his In Torment series. Uh, and I get why he does it. It's because like it's trying to make these like characters really villainous. Mm. But there's better ways to do it. <laughs> there's more mm. tasteful ways to do it. <laughs> As we've just described. Um, and honestly, like, all I could think of would, like, the, when, I, when I read, like, the clothes peeled off of her, it's like, oh god, it's like that scene from the from the Bad Silent Hill movie where, where Pyramid Head just strips the girl of, like, all her clothes and then strips her of all her skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, in, like, like she did, like he did with the clothes. <laughs> so I was, I was expecting, actually, like, the skin to get peeled off as well. <laughs> but that didn't happen. I was just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it's just, Okay. Uh, then we get when the when the uh, the angel shows up mm-hmm. uh, after she's done all this dark, twisted work, mm-hmm. uh, and he like grabs her like by the face and like says some stuff to her. Um, you fell to temptation of the Nekelmu, as thy black heart was beyond corrupt. Your redemption was cast away the moment you acted out of your own will, rather than the fa- thy fa- rather than the father's will. Thou hast chosen thy own fate. One which will have no, one which will have you bound as one of the evil spirits within the Nakelmu after you have had the proper punishment for your actions. You know what? This is a really dumb way to test someone's path to redemption. Yeah. What did this family do to deserve being thrown into this mess? Other than, you know, the mother secretly being a Shoggoth lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I get that, like, the story was, uh, like, that perhaps, like, this is a more neutral or maybe even Old Testament sort of being. And then I have in quotes, because this is, I wrote this after, or before we get the name of the the angel. And in fact, it is a more devilish entity, as we discover. But you couldn't have stopped her, like, just before she was going to just straight up murder people. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have stopped her. As she accepted the breaking and entering option, like, and follow through with that, like, I just, hmm. 
I, 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 we get I, again. We get these kind of like sto- these kind of motifs in his stories a lot. Um, and I, I understand like he likes to like deal with like the um, the path of darkness versus like like will the character go down the path of darkness or will they go down the path of light? But it seems like a lot of his stories just go down the path of darkness all the time. Yep. <laughs> Um, and like morality, like, and I, I actually really liked earlier when we, uh, when she was reading the book, the um, the the quote of, so this is uh, right after um, she starts reading, like flipping through the books and reading, like as the guy, as the woman's sh- like loud shuffling items. Mm-hmm. Um, at the behest of their yeah, at the behest of their deaths, their black hearts will first pump red blood. When the void takes their consciousness. Their twisted psyche will first dream of paradise. When they are met with the choice, they will originally suffer. The first sin isn't birthed in history, but with each birth, and with the first breath of sentience. That is when he must... Like, every sentient being has a choice, like, from, the, from like their first breath. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what path to choose. Like, I really dig that, I, that morale, like, that kind of... Um, uh, that morality in terms of like a, a storytelling thing, but it's just like this is a really dumb plan, uh, Angel, mm-hmm. <laughs> to give this. Uh, I'm going to give this woman the lament configuration <laughs> <laughs> to give her pow carry style powers, mm-hmm. um, and this woman who is clearly ha- and I'm going to give her a completely fresh face mm-hmm. to start a new life, but give her that path of t- like give her that last cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and if she smokes it, oh, she's going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, what did you expect was going to happen when you gave some, uh, somebody who had that kind of life? Yeah. Um. Uh. The the temptation like of power, like of course yeah. she's going to fucking use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually like I was actually kind of surprised that it went this way. I thought like honestly it was going to turn out that she was like that was actually her family or something like that, or or yeah. like she'd like suddenly like she was in that like. The angel had rewritten it that that was her now her family. Yeah, yeah. And, but like, no, it's just it's a morality test, <laughs> and you failed. <laughs> you failed hard. <laughs> uh, and then we get to the we, we actually get to the reveal of who the angel is, and uh, with this quote, "What kind of angel are you?" To which the angel replied, "Semiel." And my reply was, "Oh wow," because earlier. Where, as Elizabeth was following the uh, her corrupt ways again, uh, and even after, again, even after the angel said, "This is your second chance at redemption," like like you need to re- follow the path of redemption, because again, because of the the iconography of the of the angel like being a skull mm-hmm. for a head, it was kind of bringing me back to um, in torment mm-hmm. um, with Menz- uh, Mendel or. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the with the uh, uh, elk head, yeah, elk skull. Uh, I was like, oh, is this like another entity from his from his mythos? Um, this one's more, but this I was also thinking it's like, hmm, creepy angel, like skull, creepy skull angel. Wouldn't it be funny if this was just the devil <laughs> trying to tempt the tempt this woman? And it turned out I was right, <laughs> kind of, because Samuel is. Generally, um, a fallen angel, I believe. Well, he's in... he's one of the Satans. Yeah, he's one of the the many fir- names or many versions of the yeah. Because like there's Satan, like Beelzebub, Samael, yeah. um, Lucifer. Like they're all different characters, but same kind of well, all same like the Satan. Like, well, but 
the difference here is that uh, Samael actually lives in the seventh heaven. Oh, really? Yeah. But he's a, he's one of the Satans. Yeah, he's considered <laughs> one of the same seven or one of the Satans because he's the Archangel of Death. Oh, okay, gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, I, I knew Semiel from like from inklings of things, but I couldn't remember if it was actually a, a full devil or if it was a fallen angel or something. So, yeah, all right. But yeah, I just like I wasn't too far off the the nose of that my my earlier prediction that like mm-hmm. semi that it was the angel was actually a demon or a devil tempting uh, this the soul, um, and then we have <clears throat> uh, my last kind of thing before we go into final thoughts uh, with this quote. Uh, the Nikelmu, however, picked up one last wish from Elizabeth as she was pulled into the portal. It enacted it and then fell to the ground, or rather through the ground. As the homeless man saw the fire, he attempted to run away, dragging his cart behind him. A large wind blew, coating uh, coating both him and his cart in snow. When the snow cleared, he was wearing a thick winter coat, along with padded pants, his pockets full of the jewelry on the floor that was presented to Elizabeth. When he turned around to grab his cart amid the shock, he screamed in joy, thank God for his new bounty. It was now full of new canned food and supplies. Well, at least someone gets a Merry Christmas this year. Yeesh! <laughs> but then as we described, we, we, then as you brought about the, the revelation, he's totally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of the, the loss of the, 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 uh, the justice system, yeah. he's totally getting blamed for that fire. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's my final. That, that's my actual thoughts of the story. Before we go into our final thoughts, so uh, Mike, these days for evil. Do you have anything left? Uh, all right. So I feel the author really wanted hate mail with this. Yeah, <clears throat> because the first page. Do you remember what the word was? I don't. It is I N R I. Oh yeah, in oh, isn't that like what Jesus had like written on like a little plaque? That <laughs> is the name or the the quick uh, way of describing Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. So basically, at the beginning, she's following Jesus, but it's a trick. By yeah. Samael. <laughs> yeah. As we discover, because the Nakelmu is... Also, is the Nakelmu something... Because you're a little uh, more I, fluent on that mythology. Sorry. That, <laughs> that religion. <laughs> uh, uh, than I am. Well, I didn't actually look that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of... Honestly, to me, it, re- it, it sounded like something... Like, I, I, I almost avoid, like have, I almost had, was tempted to look back in the Entorment series and see if it was like an artifact from there. I was also tempted to see if... like any Because uh, Elizabeth's last name is Ackerley. And the Harmons are the are the family that get killed. So I was like, wait, those sound those kind of sounded familiar. Were they from like one of the Entorment stories or related stories? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, I, I, I didn't check, unfortunately. I did not do my due diligence. Yeah. Um, because this story definitely presented itself more like a Judeo-Christian mytho, uh, mythos than a mythos that he had created for Entorment. Yeah. yeah. So it, it seemed more like a Christmas horror story than a. Like than anything connected to something else, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's kind of a 
I, I remember reading that too. I was like, uh, okay. And then it, it's like, come to this house. This is what you could have. And then it went around. And it's like, oh, here, let me just open this door for you. It's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, which follow the path? Uh, will you follow this path, or will you not? T- or will you refuse yeah. it? Yeah. And in my opinion, uh, this story really doesn't need the religious kick to it. You could have the angels fine. The angels fine, and but like, yeah, the inra. It's inra, right? Or is it I N R I? Or inra, so, yeah. yeah. Um, or I N R I. Um, yeah, I really feel like it didn't need to be there at all. Yeah. Like, with all the other iconography in the story, like the Ouroboros around the brain, and the Nakelmu, and the angel, the, the, the bird-skulled angel, um, it really could have just stayed vague. Like, that, mm-hmm. that would have been vague enough yeah. to have that Judeo-Christian leaning of, like, Christmas and, like, have that be a horror story. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe maybe just like again, like dealing with like it's it's like trying too hard to be shock value or for the yeah. shock value, like between that and the strip the woman of her clothes and yeah. then splatter across the ceiling, yeah. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> that's not scary. That's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I feel like and I, again, I, I my due diligence failed me again today because I meant to check when this story came out. Mm-hmm. versus the other stories like the Entorment series and stuff mm-hmm. like that because I feel like this was one of his earlier works mm-hmm. so I feel like maybe he was a little bit younger when he wrote this and Sean Cognition if you'd like to clarify uh, if you're listening to this um, I'm just curious because like it does seem like uh, I hate to say this it seems like a high schooler's horror yeah. story yeah. <laughs> like there's promise in it but there's also some very like obvious flaws to it yeah. that make it seem childish is the yeah. best description I can kind of give it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my note here is yeah. uh, I was thinking the author should take a page from the author of the Intorment series. He might learn a thing or two. <laughs> Like it, within torment, I, like I feel yeah. like is in torment's gone through mm-hmm. many like multiple yeah. like revisions and stuff like that, and it does still kind of need some work, but it is better in terms of the writing than this one, mm-hmm. and specifically, I, and I think also it's because like like again like with between Inri and the 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 gore scene, it just seemed like it was just trying to bait people to like yeah. get pissed off at it, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I actually tried to look at the Entorment series just to oh, you did actually peruse. It? Yeah. But it's actually no longer on creepypasta.com due to licensing. Oh, .com or .wiki? I think it was .com. I, well, the, really? the Google search that I did uh, that was supposed to go to it said this has been taken cause of li- down because of licensing. That is weird because he's the one that wrote it. Yeah. I, okay, that's weird. I have to look at that after, like after we're recording. I have to take a look at that. It might just be the dot com. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, people, oh, yeah, no that might, that's probably because creepos dot com changed the licensing thing. Yeah, two so months creep, ago. Wiki is the one that um, that I've been like pulling the stories from, like yeah. the entorment stories from. So maybe, yeah, that one. Maybe. Well, I, I searched 
while doing a, a basic Google search, it came up with a form sort of posting for Entorment hmm. with the the author saying, well, read this and you might find hidden things in it. And then no story. And I was like, well, that doesn't okay. help. So Interesting. Yeah. So it's not as on the internet as it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then my comment that uh, I was thinking that she was going to be adopted by the family. Yeah, right? <laughs> like or like the angel had given like had like basically like time like time fuckery or like yeah. like done some time fuckery, and now she was actually the daughter yeah. of that, in that family. Yeah. Like she comes inside, like she like goes to grab some chicken, turkey and some of that, and the family comes to embrace her. It's like, oh, daughter. It's like, ah, who are you? Stab. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, like she like stab, like or like, yeah, she kills the dad. Goes uh, goes over to like start her like, oh, I get the fall of corruption. It's like, daughter, why would you do this? What? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we told you a thousand times not to take turkey straight from the fridge. <laughs> Oh, Elizabeth. <laughs> God. Alright. The next point I have is... Uh, my sort of confusion, because... The protagonist, Elizabeth, knows things before we do. But the one thing happened so quickly... Like... She assumed what was expected of her, and then to the door to the house was unlocked, and then she knew what she must do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I guess it's like, it's like, oh, it's time to, to lean into my, my old ways. Yeah. Like, like, my breaking and entering stuff. But it's just like, yeah. Also, I do find, like, earlier in the story when she's, like, when there's, we get, like, a little bit, like, a, a few flashes of, like, what had happened to her, like, where that red, or that bloody knife had come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little confused by that, but then at the same time, like, yeah, like, it's kind of, like, presented like a movie, uh, like, where, like, you just see flashes of, like, some kind of crime or violence that happened. Yeah. And it, like, li- it, it, it insinuates, or it doesn't insinuate, it, like, uses some subtlety, like, like some subtext about, like, like she had friends that were no longer friends, kind of thing. Like turned out her friends were no longer were were not, were not or she her friends, mm-hmm. um, in that they had like betrayed her and some of that. Yeah. Well, and on that note, the whole beginning with her killing someone off scene. Yeah. It sounds like it was a justified. Yeah, like it, she was defending it like herself. She, it sounded like she was like about to get raped. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which again, yeah, like. That's justified. <laughs> like you're yeah. protecting yourself. Yes, um, but I mean, again, it's also 1946. Yeah, time period or age was she's scared. Honestly, any time, any any time period, like you'd be scared after doing after committing that kind of crime, even though it's justified. Like so, like her actions are her her reaction to it is justified or justifiable mm-hmm. uh, in that she is paranoid and like freaked out because of that happening. She's like a like kind of a desperate woman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, I can buy that. 
Mm-hmm. But then she goes and like something kind of switches like like when she gets to start the breaking in, it's like well time to become a villain yeah <laughs> time to start twirling my mustache <laughs> <laughs> as I eat this turkey as I leave by the door it's like oh that's a, that's a nice that's a nice uh, husband you have it's a shame what happened to him <laughs> it's like Jesus <laughs> yeah it, it, it went from like desperate scared woman and then it seems like just. Because the angel was there and like did all the stuff and gave her that thing, mm-hmm. she switched her tune a little bit. Yeah, which goes on the saying that power corrupts. Yeah, yeah, it, so. it does follow that motif and like it does work. It's just it was rather sudden, <laughs> or yeah. like flip a switch kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Uh, the next thing is just an issue that I ran into. Most people probably wouldn't run into it. Okay. Um, but I think it's because I read this over the course of a couple days. Oh, okay. So when I got to the point that it says, uh, a single piece of piano wire tore out of it and drifted over to Elizabeth. I was like... Who's Elizabeth? <laughs> okay, yeah, that, but then I, I looked at it and it's like the oh, very that, first sentence. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, like, ah, Elizabeth is the woman. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's that's an issue because you read it multiple in, in, in parts over the course of a couple of days. Yeah. That's not yeah. that's not the story's fault. That's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hmm. <sighs> And I'm just noticing it now. Uh, technically, there may be a misspelling in the title for the third part. Uh, I checked that. Um, it, I mean, I, I actually was going to put that in my notes, but then I removed it because, yeah, it, so it's. Would you like yeah. to uh, say what it is? It has Have a Holy Jolly Christmas. Yeah. So. It, it does technically work as a holy jolly Christmas because of the whole angel thing and stuff yeah. like that, and he does drag her to hell or drag her to down to mm-hmm. to the underworld or wherever. But it could also be have a holy jolly Christmas yeah. as, a, as a counterpoint to the whole what has just happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, legit. Like, <laughs> so, like, I could honestly go either way with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to add that in my notes, and I was like, no, that could work. Either way, I don't have any much. I don't have much issue with that. <laughs> and then uh, the homeless guy at yes. the end. When he goes to look at the cart, yeah. Honestly, I wasn't expecting the cart to still be there. I okay. was expecting there to be. A car, like a Bentley or a Lincoln Continental, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like something fancy and whatnot. And he's actually got a suit on underneath his jacket that he just got. Guys, like, time to go to the club. That's just my that's just my prospector slash homeless guy voice. <laughs> Gotta start with that with that laugh. Yeah. And that's the end of my actual thoughts. Alright. Mm-hmm. So, on to final thoughts then. So the story is another narrative of morality and 
that humans uh, and, and, and of a human following the path to darkness or mm-hmm. evil cor- power power corrupting um, absolutely kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm familiar with this like I said earlier I was familiar with this uh, in his pre- in, in cognition's previous works in torment um, so it wasn't too surprising for this to come up by this author um, though I'm not sure how close this is to that setting like if it is actually connected to it because he has said in the past um, that a lot of his stories are written in the same universe in some form or another mm-hmm. so this could be another um, uh, instance of like uh, Arash Kagal and his minions kind of like tempting humanity mm-hmm. again like this could all just be under and because like it could just be under the guise of Judeo-Christian mythology mm-hmm. when really it's the Intorment mythos <laughs> <laughs> um, that said um, this was a lot less Lovecraftian like the Twin Torment series, mm-hmm. or um, and more Judeo-Christian demonic horror, <laughs> um, and it certainly was a Christmas horror story. Uh, though I feel this story needs some work uh, in the writing specifically uh, before I'd even consider recommending it. I like yeah. things in it that had some potential in spots, but some of the writing made it, and some of the anachronisms and plot holes made it. Um, hard to enjoy the story. Uh, yeah. This feels like a very early... Like, I, I, And again, I'm not 100%. Someone, Cognition specifically, could uh, could clarify if, he, if they like, uh, if they listen to this. It felt like this was one of his earlier works. Mm-hmm. Um, so like maybe he's just getting his... kind of getting a feel for this kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. he definitely improved within Torment. Yeah. If that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as it is, I can't really recommend Cold Testament. Mikey, these stands for Alright, so... From the beginning of the story, it's mentioned that she's killed someone, yeah. although in defense. Mm-hmm. And that seems justified. And then, when it comes to the later killings, which I was half expecting because of the fact that it's mentioned killing so early on... Yeah. <laughs> so she's capable of... <laughs> yeah. That... It was going to be there. I, I hoped it wasn't going to come back, but like, then it did. She, I, I kinda, I'd actually be really uh, not no like no offense to the author, but I would actually be really surprised if one of these stories, the the the, the character we think is going to be villainous, mm-hmm. doesn't uh, shirks away from the path of darkness. Yeah, like you can still make that a horror story, mm-hmm. but like yeah, have like you, you kind of need to have some likable characters once in a while. Yeah. Like this character was on the path of be kind of being. She was definitely sympathetic at the beginning. Yeah. But then she just becomes really right. Just the uh, okay. Technically, she is still redeemable at the end because she yeah. does wish all this stuff. All like because she does like she did yeah. feel sorry for the homeless person yeah. the first time he met. She she saw him because she had been there. Yeah. And then she went down the path of darkness, went all villainous, killed the family, got dragged to hell, but wished for the. For the homeless guy to have better things. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, she also like logically she inadvertently thrust <laughs> the crime upon him. <laughs> but if you don't take it that way, <laughs> he's gotten he's gotten a bunch of he's gotten basically his second chance yeah. at life at, at existing and at having a, a better life. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
This one was it was on, almost there, but like I wouldn't mind seeing a, one of these stories where the path of, of evil is neglected, is is, is shirked away from, mm-hmm. and they realize that they're going down that path and they shirk away from it, and like maybe have the the demon or the whatever's tempting them to like lash out at them for it, mm-hmm. but like at least the character would be more sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Like, this character was more sympathetic than some of the in Torment characters have been, mm-hmm. but I would be very interested to see that, I guess I, guess I would just, I would feel, I, I'd like to see those kind of tropes that have come up, like those tropes that have been made in the in Torment series in, the, in, in Cognition's writing, mm-hmm. uh, flipped on their head. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> Continue with your final words. Yeah. And as we've brought up the whole uh, time scenario where it doesn't really fit for the police cars. Yeah, I was like, that. the whole time I was like, it's 80s. Yeah. More than 40s. It's like 40 year yeah. gap. <laughs> and then the whole, even including the religion, mm-hmm. like, it really didn't need to be there. You can have supernatural as much as you want, but you don't need to put that in to get people to Create hate mail. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I also think, like, if you just got rid of Inri, the story is still a, a Christian Christmas, like, leanings, but is it, like, just just doing it to, like, get that? Like, yeah. it's still, you can still have the Christmas themes and the Christian, yeah. like, Judeo-Christian horror kind of angle there. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, like, honestly, it, did, it really did not seem, serve much of a purpose other than to, like, shitpost or yeah. like troll Christians yeah <laughs> and maybe that's what they were going for but I mean that's a little it's a little childish yeah um and this is coming from somebody who's a cultist to Lovecraftian horror and cosmic horror <laughs> um but I do enjoy um horror stories that do use like other mythologies and, Christ- and Christian mythologies and stuff like that but do it a little more tasteful <laughs> mhm yeah, like mesh it better, yeah. so that it you're taking things as they are and not twisting them to your own. Because I mean, there's already the um, well, the created religion. Yeah, <laughs> it is how it is. You can deviate a little. Yeah, you from can that. interpret. You can interpret some stuff from it um, your own way. Um. It, it, yeah. It, honestly, my the issue is like I, I per, from my angle, I didn't really see, like, oh, and read, and I'm, that's something like that's Jesus, or that's a, like thing. It's like, why is this doing here? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't really seem like it fit like everything else that was going. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cool with the angel. Yeah, and like, because angels and like Old Testament angels are assholes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking like fiery swords and burn down entire civilizations, kind of shit. Or like, and again, like since it, we found out Samael, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It was an, it was a demon or or a fallen angel or like the, the the angel of death. Um, giving this character what this mortal one last chance at redemption <laughs> before he drags them down to the dark way, the dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, and. She just went back, leaned back into it. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. she just damned herself. So like, like I, I like I'm fine with. Hor- I love horror stories that like have like like the character damning themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there, like if you just it's just that one word just like kind of trolls everything. Yeah. yeah. 
So, as it stands, it's not recommended. Yeah. Yeah, the the writing's a, a, a little bit more amateurish than you than than we've seen. Um, and it, like this author is good at writing stories. Like mm-hmm. we've seen them in the Entourment stories. Um, Tabula Rasa was great. Mm-hmm. This one was. I I I just. I wonder if this because it was an entry for a contest had time restraints. It so could be. It could have been rushed. Um, yeah, that could have been another reason. Um, yeah, so this is either, like, it, it, it feels either that this was a rush job, mm-hmm. or this was an early work. Mm-hmm. And if, in either case, this, like, this has the potential to go back to it and fix up the issues, mm-hmm. and make this a better story. Yeah. Because you can make, this has promise, I just can't recommend it as it is. Yeah. Um, and that's the same kind of in your case? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, well... If there's nothing else to be said. Nope. Uh, so that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter. Uh, we're at... Uh, well, Mikey is at the East Stands for Evil, and I'm at Review Cultist. Um, you can also check us out on iTunes and leave us a rating and review, or any other streaming site that we have that, that has us on there. Uh, every little bit helps. Spread the word like a memetic virus. Um... You can also uh, send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also leave a suggestion for other creep bosses you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, if you'd like to check out the title cards for each episode, you can check out crazon.dvnart.com, crazonstudios.tumblr.com, or on our YouTube channel, Aldente Rigamortis, where we have the videos of each episode. Uh, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Look up Al Dante Rigamortis and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. Currently, we have $2 and $5 tier, but any donation helps us out. And $2 tier gets you special episodes such as Al Dente Real Talk, where we talk about films that are either inspired creepypastas or were the inspiration for... Wait. That either inspired creepypastas were based off of a creepypasta or have horror genre themes... That kind of that we feel coalesce with creepypasta themes and and, ta- mm-hmm. and motifs. Um, we also have actual play rigamortis where we run tabletop games uh, set in a horror scenarios, um, generally themed with creepypasta vibes and atmosphere. And also, uh, my two co-hosts have Al Dente Reloaded and Revelations. Mike, would you like to take over uh, Gamer's uh, spot on that? I'll, I'll try. <laughs> uh- at the $5 tier, we have Al Dente Reloaded, where myself and the gamer in yellow go back to the good, the bad, and the ugly pastas that they reviewed in the past and do our own review. And then at the $2 tier, we have Al Dente Revelations, where we go back to their reviews, see how our opinions differ or are the same, and make fun of the art. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, fine. Um, yeah, so you can check those out. Um, oh, and, oh. and possibly have a mind-blowing revelation. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, um, you can check us out there. Uh, and for our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. Your patronage keeps us going and helps fight those 
dastardly hosting bills. <laughs> and to the listeners and the authors of the stories that we discuss on the show, thank you immensely. For the listeners, if you weren't listening, we really wouldn't have much of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with like the comments and emails we occasionally get, like is great. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of if it's like hate or not. <laughs> um, and yeah, if we ever have any kind of like conflicting issue or like something that you don't agree with, let us know. Like we want to hear what you guys have to, what, what you guys think about the show. Uh, and that goes for you, the authors. Um, honestly, if you didn't work, if you hadn't written the stories, we wouldn't have a show at all, uh, and I wouldn't have entertainment to read. <laughs> so thank you immensely. Uh, so that has been this week's episode. Um, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist, and I'm Mikey. You used to answer evil. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well.